This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. Jinx, I didn't realize how like insane that seems. But when you consider <laughs> that we haven't had our own refrigerator in eight years, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there you go. I, I'm gonna. You deserve it. it. Oh, you deserve to have the so refrigerator. The refrigerator. <laughs> the refrigerator. Just the way you want it. Yeah. Just full of Lacroix. That's all I have. <laughs> oh my god. Spindrifts. All the things. Well, I'm I'll very tell you what's about. going on at my rendezvous. What's going on at your rendezvous? Oh, my yeah, body doesn't do things anymore, apparently. Right. Like, just uh-huh. now, we're just having these these drinks, and uh-huh. I got one of those, like, bubbles that you swallow, like, and it's like, oh, shit, you know? Like, oh, yeah. It went down wrong somehow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't even take a drink. And I'm in pain all the time. Like last last week, my friend's like, "Do you want to play tennis?" And I'm like, "I need exercise. I never do that. Mm-hmm. I need to do that." Oh, sure. And I go and I do a little stretching beforehand, and then uh, yeah. immediately fall down and hurt my wrist, <laughs> and I skin my elbow, and then I go again Ugh. today. Because I'm like, I got to keep doing it. It'll be fine. I'm not going to fall down again. That's stupid. That was a fluke. I never fall down except that one time. And then that other time. But (laughs) – and then this time, I'm not – I didn't do anything. I'm just playing tennis, you know, as best I can. And it's fun and I'm having a good time. And then suddenly my calf feels like it's cramped. And, but it's not like debilitating. So I'm like, that's fine. I'll walk it off. It'll be fine. And, and, uh, I play and we're done. And I'm like, ah, that kind of hurts. It's sore. And then it's just gotten worse and worse all day. And now I'm practically, uh, handicapped. He's totally pulled a muscle or something. Yes. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Oh, Tucker, you know, you, you, you should go on YouTube and look up like a total body stretch video Mm. uh, to to ease your way back into physical activities. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Total body stretch. That's smart. Oh my God. And and you can, there's so many cool people to choose from. Mm. There's uh, people of color, hims, hers, thems. Um, Older people, inexperienced oh, people. Too many choices. You can there's just so pick many the top choices. One. You can pick oh, the first okay. one if you want. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Terrible what's, decisions. Matteo, okay. other than your perfect yeah. soda, what's going on down in your rendezvous? Oh my god. Well, um, I don't know how to answer that question because my life is that boring right now. Uh, I'm, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> 
cleaning the house every other day. Um, yeah. You know what it is? I, it, I've been writing a lot and I feel like this is one of those because of the COVID situation being like, are we back? Are we not? Is it in? Mm. Are we out? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know it's what confusing. to do. So I'm in this like kind of weird, like I run outside for a couple of minutes and do something and then I come right back home and I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. I, and I don't know. It's just really weird. I don't know if I should be taking shows or avoiding right. all human contact. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm avoiding What's going all on human contact. Contact. Contact is what I'm doing. Avoiding She's as going as so possible. far yeah. beyond avoiding human contact that's, even. It's that's so your rendezvous. Contact. It's not to rendezvous at all. No. No I'm rendezvous. Not, no rendezvous. <laughs> no rendezvous. Rendezvous. <laughs> it's the plural. <laughs> That's many, oh boy. many rendezvous. 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 Yeah. No, it is. It's hardcore. It's hardcore here in Idaho. So Phew. we're just, um, you know, we're just hanging on to the edge of our seats. Is that mm-hmm. a thing? Is yeah. a thing? <laughs> <It's> something <laughs> like that. That's a thing. Definitely. Yeah. We're hanging on to them. <laughs> we're hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Kids. Oh, so. Yes. Oh, it feels like we're taking a step that is new. I think <laughs> exactly. we are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, Tucker, I have been trying to use that in normal everyday language, and mm-hmm. I am embarrassed to report that I can wiggle it into so many different places <laughs> and times. I just left and right. People are oh, like, yeah. what, are you, what is that saying? What are you even talking <laughs> We We've been saying dominominez-vous. We've been saying yeah. that just ca- casually around the house uh-huh. all week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to do the scoop. You got to do the vocal scoop. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what makes it. We're going to take over the lexicon soon. Oh my gosh, here's the thing. Here's the thing we need to backtrack and cover. We have Mm. not even touched on the fact that the theme song to Three's Company is written by Joe Raposo. Joe Raposo. Joe Raposo, Maddie. Joe Raposo is the guy who wrote everything on Sesame Street. No! Yes, yeah. all of the it like the cutest. Yeah, all the little like yeah, everybody sleeps. So do do do. All those little that makes songs. So much sense. That yeah. makes so much sense because I think you know, as as sweet as Three's Company is, um, that theme song it really does capture just you know again that sort of like childish, uh, childlike sweetness that yeah. I think yeah. informs. Uh, a good vibe of that, a good part of the vibe of that show. Oh man, wow, that is really sure. beautiful to know. Yes. Talk about childlike sweetness. I was singing the song earlier. He, oh my god, Francie, our six-year-old daughter, Francie, uh-huh. uh, was just watching TV or whatever, and I'm singing the song, and so she just starts singing it, but it goes like this: "You'll be yeah, Francie. Oh, okay, so, I'll be Francie. So be like. Okay. Uh, Come and knock on our door. And the kitties are cute. We've been waiting for you. The kitties so cute. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She it's totally knew her knew her cues. She uh-huh. knew when to come in. She knew what was going on. But uh, she was singing about I her. I can't wait thing. for her to drop yeah. it on, oh, yeah. on iTunes. It's, oh, it's going to blow up. Oh, I love it. <laughs> It's gonna be great. Kitties are big. Oh, what a sweetheart! Uh, <laughs> kitties are cute. 
Okay. All right. Let's so, get down to the nitty gritty. We're going on to <gasps> episode I love it. I love three. Episode three. Roper's niece. <laughs> Roper's niece. Roper's <laughs> niece. I love that they really just didn't like go out of their way to be creative with the with the title this week. No, they could have had all kinds of things for this, but they were like, you know what? It's the one with Roper's niece. Let's call it uh, Roper's niece. Yeah, uh, we need a title for this week's episode. What is it? Roper's uh, niece. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. It's one of many things happening in the episode Roper's Niece is that Roper's Niece is coming to visit. Or she's already visiting. Yeah, when she's we, there. When it opens. She's, she's from there. New York. She's, she's there. there. Yeah. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Roper is filing her nails. She's sleeping. Shh. And <laughs> Karen's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Roper wants her to be quiet filing her nails mm-hmm. because Karen is sleeping. And... uh what do we learn in this first scene? Well, oh my God, I can't, what happens first? I can't remember what happens first. Okay. Yeah, okay. Tucker, break it down. I got he it. He took her to all these places and he, he did all these things for Karen. Oh. And, and Mrs. Roper is like, yeah, that's all great and all, but she should be hanging out with kids her own age. Right. Yes, that's right. And now, so, what is her own age is still, like, I'm just <laughs> still very vague at this point. Yeah. Young adult. You know, as I was watching this episode in, in the beginning of it, what, what I was thinking is, like, you know, what was life like in the 70s where this girl comes ostensibly from New York to visit these two older people who don't do very much? So I was mm-hmm. like, where is she in the middle of the day? It's not like she's on her phone. Or she's on her sleeping. She's sleeping. Yeah, she's point. doing nothing. The only yeah. thing yeah. you do is play cards, read a uh-huh. book. Oh my god, maybe suntan, yeah, maybe she yeah. the beach. I bet I bet Mrs. I Roper mean, takes her down to the Regal Beagle for darts. Oh maybe, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, good that's true. Oh. And I love how Mrs. Roper uses any kind of darts. It's, uh, you know, the ones uh-huh. with the needles on the end or nerf oh, darts that yeah. you can throw at yeah, Mr. Roper's suction head. darts. Now, did, that, did that happen at all in this season in the intros or has it always been this thing with the plunger? Since we're talking about the opening theme. No, the, the dark thing was what was happening before. Right. And, and then that it was just yeah, changed to the, to the it, plunger thing. To the plunger. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Because I, I really don't recall the plunger it. thing for some reason. Maybe it only lasts for a couple episodes, but I, I remember the we dart gotta, thing. We've got to keep watching. I remember the dart thing. Yeah. we got to keep watching. I remember the kid. I was like, man. Stay tuned. <laughs> We're not going to well, let no, us. I mean, I was – I remember wanting those darts as a kid. I was like, oh, man, oh, do they yeah. really stick on someone's forehead? Like, those would be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you shoot a fly out of midair with those ones? I used to shoot flies out of midair all the time. There was a period. Wow. Because I had one of these dart guns that had a, a clip of them. It had, like, six darts. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and there, were, that, that there is, were so many flies. That's that country right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right here in Boise. You're looking at like country. Okay, 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 so, okay, okay. so Karen wait, so is bored wait. out of her mind. Yeah, but okay. Mr. Roper okay. concocts a plan. Right. Why don't cause cause she says introduce him to the kids upstairs and mm-hmm. he's like, no, nah, no, nah, nah. and then she's like, wait a minute. The safest guy to be with is Jack. Right. 
because so, Jack is gay, which uh-huh. equals trustworthy. Trustworthy and <laughs> non-threatening. Yes. And so... Oh, man. And what's so great about this scene for me, and I really do like it, is yeah. that Roper is, you know, missing pieces of information that Mrs. Roper has. So she's playing him and he thinks he's being super clever. And it ends with that where he like stands behind her all proud. And then she's also got her little grin on. (laughs) (laughs) He knows more than he does. And it's such a, they're both so good in it. I think it's really funny. It's, I think it's really funny. And I, and I, I do love, I think we call that device dramatic irony, where we know uh, something one of the characters doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, um, this is going to be an ongoing theme. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I love that it's there from the beginning. Like, this is yeah. like their hook. So good. And then we learn. Okay. So then we go upstairs to the kids. And we learned that it's Janet's well, yeah. Birthday, he decides to introduce right? to introduce her to Jack because that's going to be safe, uh-huh. right? Okay, yes. <clears throat> then we go upstairs, and it's Janet's birthday, right? And Chrissy's working from home. She's yeah, typing. for once, Chrissy's typing from home for some reason. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really ever recall that happening. <laughs> no, no, but, no. no. It's just it's great because they give them this what we call like business, like something to do with their hands. Yeah, they're and, just having um, some stage business. Watermelon, watermelon. Yeah. It, and okay. it's completely like out of sync with, with her character. And then that's because I'm still seeing in these early episodes that we haven't gotten like, you know, the 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 real Chrissy, the real Janet, the real Jack yet. The three right. of yeah. them kind of are like one character. They mm-hmm. they they they're just zany kids. They're still yeah. mel- they're still melding together at this point. Yeah, they're still right. evolving into their own thing. Okay, so they decide because it's Janet's birthday, right? Yeah, right. They decide that they're going to have a big a surprise a surprise party <laughs> that yeah. apparently Chrissy is very confused about. Yeah, because Jack doesn't expect it to be an actual surprise because right. he's being realistic about it. And Chrissy's like determined to keep it a secret, even though it's obvious. Right. And they have to have, but what I love about this, well, that comes later. Is that we, that's right. That's right. That does come later. But what I love about this is that we're seeing like the beginnings of dumb Chrissy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is, that is the, the happy birthday. Jimmy cake is the first dumb Chrissy line. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the that, first one that she's really like straight up like, oh, Chrissy's an airhead? I thought what there was one say? in the last yeah. episode. I thought that was something we had noted in the last one. That was like the first Chrissy moment. I don't know, maybe, <laughs> but remember. she. But what does she? What does she say to the cake? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember, I, I don't, I don't remember the line. I don't remember the line either. No. But she has. She has a really like super airhead line about the about her knowing right. about Janet knowing it's her birthday or something. Anyway, yeah, she's not, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so then Roper Roper well, shows up. But before that, it's one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Is uh, Jack because Janet's in the kitchen? Oh yeah. And Jack goes in because he's. He, and this is weird because I know we had a uh, an issue. Th- uh, 
when we watched it oh, on yes. Pluto TV, um, it, we found out it was like syndicated versions that maybe had parts cut out to make right. room for more commercials. Right. And so right. Uh, there was just times when it felt like we were coming in in the middle of things and information was missing. So we we dug out the old DVDs mm-hmm. and watched the uh, oh, that's great. full version. So I think I can fill you in on the missing bits. Yeah. When we come to Please it. do. That's great. Um, but anyway, Jack is uh, going in to sneak up on Janet, who's at the sink. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to sneak up behind her. And she turns around just as he gets behind her. And they scare each other. And it's one of those really great. Jump. Oh, it's a great slapstick <laughs> moment yeah. because, yeah, Jack is hysterical because Jack is startled and Janet is scared. Oh, it's just it's, split second, but it's so funny. Yeah, that might be my favorite. Yeah, moment of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very good. Again, it's just the the slapstick were uh, firing on all cylinders. But what I thought was so interesting was that Janet was like mad at Jack for ruining what was. What is that? When there's a woman in the kitchen who you live with and you sneak up on her to kiss her? Yeah. um, It gives her I I just want to know more about, like, what was considered okay (laughs) in those days. (laughs) Well, really. And, like, the way he, like... Janet just washing the dishes. He just holds her (laughs) by the hips all the time. And, like... You know, yes. like just yeah. casually. Oh, that's always All happening. That stuff. I yeah. mean, this is this is unrelated, but Mary, mm-hmm. maybe this will be my Mary Tyler Moore moment. Is that on Perry Mason, a show that I watch a mm-hmm. lot? Mm-hmm. On Perry Mason, every time Perry Mason walks somewhere with his assistant Della, mm-hmm. he puts his hand on her back and grabs her arm and like shoves her along <laughs> with him every time they walk somewhere. <laughs> And it's like, wait, wait, in the 50s, you need to walk, no, walk, no. walk. <laughs> like, they don't know. Just in case you don't know to walk forward, here I will leave. Here, here I will push the button on your back that makes your legs move oh, one ladies. after the other. Anyway. Oh, I did know that, like, what, okay, I, I know you brought up Mary Tyler Moore, but since you did, <laughs> um, I'm just going to jump right in there. Because, because on that show, the women are... Um, it's it's treated a much different way obviously it was a much there was a much more feminist bent to that show and so the women very rarely are manhandled in that way but the fact that jack in 78 is getting away with this i i just wondered you know like was that a thing that like roomies did just like make out with each other for the birthday. I mean, it sounds fun and exciting. I've never been in this situation like that. <laughs> I, mean, no. I mean, maybe. maybe. I mean, kind of. I mean, I guess. I, That's been, I, I've been in situations I, where friends were like that. Yeah? Yeah. Huh? Am I prude Danish? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but you'll notice that when he does go to kiss her at the sink, he grabs her by the waist, and that seems all very, oh, my goodness, this is very edgy. But then when he, like, leans her back and brings her back up, he's obviously, like, six inches away from her. Yeah, it's a really – It's the biggest, yeah. fakest kiss un- ever. Unconvincing kiss. And then it, it was, and yeah, she's like, "Ooh!" And then she's like, mm-hmm. "One a year, buddy." Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, Janet's very confusing. It's so strange. Janet's very confusing because she's like, oh my goodness, no, go ahead and kiss me. No, wait, just once. <laughs> Chrissy, no, I mean, yes. Yeah. Like, it's, she's very. I mean, yeah, I just wanted to get more into that. And I just wish I could ask everybody, okay, what is happening? What's going on? What is this? Yeah, this episode was very handsy for Janet and Jack. Yeah. Yes. It was. Mm-hmm. Agree. Maybe they were trying to make a little spark there. Mm-hmm. So this is where the happy birthday Jimmy cake comes in. Okay, yes. And they have their whole thing and yes. Chrissy's worried. Well, you can't. It says Jimmy on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's like, he's like, well, I'm going to take it in there and I'm going to scrape Jimmy off the cake. And she says, but then Janet will know it's her birthday. And he goes, <laughs> well, I think she knows. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're having a party and blah, blah. and anyway, and anyway, she's really stupid. That's yeah, the part, but we don't know part. what the actual line, the line is. Was, right. But then there's a missing bit in here, I believe. Oh. Where Jack says oh. because she goes back to work like at the typewriter. Mm-hmm. And Jack says, right. "Geez, I wish I could raise some money to get Janet a present." That's right. And that's missing in the Pluto TV uh syndicated version. Yeah, because we were like, because oh. when he decides to take Roper's niece out for the money, it there's no real motivation other than oh money. Oh, you know what I mean? That's a much right? better. That's a much better setup for that. Yeah, right. but now you see that he was looking for some extra cash all along, right? But we don't get that in the other. I version. mean, because I still, I still bought it. Yeah, yeah, because sure. I didn't know that part. And also, this comes into play because also it's set up earlier that uh, Janet had hawked her, her grandma's cameo. cameo. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was all part of the. But she mentions scene. that in the kitchen. In the kitchen, yeah. right? Okay. Because he comments on just necklaces <laughs> she's wearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Okay. I'm so sorry. So this is where Roper comes up to talk to Jack. Right. Without okay. his niece. He doesn't bring her up. At right. First. He just comes up to talk to Jack and they have a seat on the couch. Yeah. And Roper broaches the subject asking if Jack ever does things <laughs> with women. Has he ever taken, <laughs> taken out a girl? Or have you ever gone out with a girl before? Before what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he asked him. That's what it and is. And he, he eventually gets around to, he's like, well, I, you know, I, I hang out with, other, I go out with other guys. Oh, yeah. And Jack goes, really? He's <laughs> like, he leans in. He's like, yeah, bowling. Stuff like that. But, um. My favorite there's this this comes up a couple times is that he says uh I wouldn't want you to do anything against your religion. There's like yeah. religious connotations yes. about being gay a couple what's times this about, in this. Yeah, episode. what's this about, you think, with Roper making this comparison? I I actually know that this is because um to people who be- believed that being gay was a choice, they thought there was a lot of sort of um sort of inclinations toward anarchy and or anti-feminist sort of, um, you know, misogynistic tendencies or, uh, you know, they hated families, children. And so to, to, to be gay was, you know, to, to believe that the only explanation was that it was some kind of, you know, indoctrination that this person had suffered, which plays into the whole physicality of this exchange between Roper and Jack, right? which was very bothersome to me because it kind of, you know, 
plays on the stereotype that gay men are predators, which is laughable mm-hmm. because gay men as a community absolutely do not have to go uh, barrel scraping in the straight world right? because right. <laughs> we will have sex with any each of each other at any moment, 24 hours a day. Like, like <laughs> it is a things. sex buffet and there, <laughs> there are plates for everyone. So we don't need to do that whole thing, which is so, it, you know, it really brought that back up for me. And I was just watching that and just being like, you, I hate Roper. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Okay. I mean, when was okay. the last time he was like accosted by a gay man? I mean, it's yeah. just so stupid. Right. You know, I, I, I've, you know, outside of deliverance, I have never heard of this happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just anecdotally, I'm sure there's cases out there, but like there wasn't some kind of, you know, epidemic of, of right. gay men of forcing themselves on straight men right. in the 70s. That's that's ridiculous. Straight men that look like Norman Fell. Yeah, especially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, so Jack says no. Because it's Roper Janet's leaves. birthday. Right. And he actually is like, no, we're gonna have a nice birthday for Janet. And like I was like, oh, like we're only a few episodes in and they're already like family. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. But then he's also concerned that she may not be attractive because she's Roper's niece. I think he uses that as an excuse. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the whole sort of tension of not seeing Roper's niece from the beginning. Yeah. She very easily could have come into the room and said, I'm bored. You know, but she right. doesn't do that. They're very much waiting to, to reveal her when Jack sees her for the first time. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because like – you can see it a mile away and you're still mm-hmm. so excited. Yeah. yeah. And like, and him saying that sets it up further. Yeah. And like, Oh, cause we haven't seen her. And so it's it like, just, Oh, she yeah. must be horrible. And, and then, and then I think it's, it's necessary because yeah. <laughs> Jinx has a great reaction every time we've watched it. When, <laughs> whenever Karen comes in. Yeah. I don't know. Jinx is always like, really? Oh yeah. Like she's, the drop dead gorgeous. Wait, well, let's we'll get there because I have some comments about that myself. Okay, okay, okay. okay great. Okay, <laughs> okay. So he, so Jack says no. He's not gonna. He's not gonna uh, go out with Karen, and mm-hmm. it's settled, and they're all excited, and everything's fine. But then Mr. Roper shows up again. Yeah, with Karen. With Karen, because he's like, just real so quick. I just wanted you to quick, meet her just anyway. Want you to meet her anyway. And in she comes. Matteo, give me your take on Karen. So, again, when we, we've had now weeks of or episodes of, you know, visitors to the apartment building. Uh-huh. Right. This is yet another one. Yeah. And my issue is that like, she looks like she comes from Santa Monica. Like she mm. looks like a California girl. Right. She's got a tan. She's got the blonde hair. Yeah. She's got the like yeah. cute little summer dress. I'm like, what person in New York dresses <laughs> like that? In this, yeah. like, no, like if she'd come in with a cigarette uh, hanging out of her and a black, black turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Where's Jack?" Okay, there we go. Now there that's cool it is. As a New Yorker. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which right. is so funny because if we're doing, I mean, this is absolutely a cartoon, and if we're doing a cartoon, like 
let's get all of the the cartoon characters correct. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> right. Yeah, she should be the little like she mm-hmm. should totally be a little like stunning New York number. That's what she should be. Yeah. Like fashionable or something. Now, I actually I wonder about this sometimes because it's not the first time in a sitcom where an actor <laughs> This is so mean. We're so vain. This is not the first time we see an actor come on screen and we're like that's who everyone's excited about <laughs> um, <laughs> that is so terrible i feel like you know it might be that this person's actually a good actor mm. and they were being cast for a part but even you think, oh, you no, think that's the that? case it's not that because this actress has the no. craziest lilt to her voice ever like she has the dumbest like the way i can't even remember some of her lines now but the way she talks is infuriating. It was so wooden. The delivery was ridiculous. Like it, Jack, you could, I've been I mean, frustrated I was, with you ever since earlier this evening. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it. You did it better. You did it better. You did it better. There's a, you know, that's what's so funny. We could never be that bad. You have to be so, you just couldn't do no. it. It's so hard to recreate how, that awkward line delivery. And I felt so bad until you realize she's probably someone's daughter. Uh, this was her big yeah. break. Yeah. 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 Hey, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Good she's Karen. For- she's <laughs> good for Karen her. on three's company. That's she's got an episode awesome, right? named after her. Basically. I'd love to be Karen on three's company. Roper's niece. Roper's niece. Yeah. She's the titular character. Titular. <laughs> They didn't call it like Karen comes to visit. No, right? No, (laughs) No. (laughs) not at all. Okay, like how can we get the man's name in there? So Roper brings man anywhere associated with. So Roper brings his niece back because he's he thinks you know that's going to do the trick because she's such a stunner, and then he drags Jack into the kitchen Mm -hmm. and offers him now fifty bucks to take Karen out. Fifty dollars. Did anyone look that up? What's that? Fifty bucks nowadays. I mean, that's a lot of money. In 1978. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. 77. Maybe it's even more. Yeah, it probably is a little, probably a little more than 77. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he offers him. Oh, is there like a calculator? Oh, yeah. For that online? I'm sure there is. Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah, of course. I'm like, everything's out there. It's called the internet, Matteo. I'm getting up to speed on that. $50 in 1977 is about $225.72 today. $225? That's a crazy amount of money. Well, that makes way more sense. When you think about it, but you know what's also interesting, and, and go with me on this, there is a psychology of numbers where in those days, 50 bucks was considered 50 bucks. It's what you say the number is. Because 50 bucks today is still a substantial amount of money in it. Yeah. Right? right. So it's totally believable that a date would cost that much yeah. because it sounds right. I know this is so crazy. But it also makes sense that the cameo would be that much to buy back. That also sounds correct. Yeah. So mm. it had to be that amount. Yeah, because I would wonder why Janet didn't already have this cameo back if that wasn't right. a lot. Like that would have to be a lot of money. Yeah. Plus, I feel like I, I feel yeah. like I remember them like saying their rent was fifty bucks each or something at one point. Does anyone else remember that? Mm. I don't remember that, but wow. that sounds months rent. Right. $150. All in. It just goes to show how much more expensive places are now. Honey, we could afford that place by ourselves. Wow. We wouldn't even need a roommate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's go. 
That's hilarious. Okay, so okay. he goes and takes Roper's niece out and leaving the girls to have their birthday party. Alone. Yeah, he takes off. He does but it. But he, he says he'll be it. back. In time he for does camp. right before he leaves. He's yeah. He says I'll only be like an hour, and I was like, I believe him. Right? He, tried. He, he tried. Yeah, he they did got try. stuck in traffic. They had car trouble. Yeah, they had car trouble. Right, which leads to which leads to. Oh, hold up, though. What? What does it lead to? I was just gonna go to it leading to my least favorite moment. Oh, oh geez, I can't remember. Oh, yes. That's where we are. Yes. The yeah. birthday party alone. Okay. My, they have the... So so Jack Jack eventually comes back. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. wait. Well, we are, we that, are way far. Before, I'm way off. Okay. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I'm way off. Before... So we now go to uh, Janet and Chrissy in like their homemade party hats. Yeah. This sitting is at the table. This is one of my least Oh, right. And <clears throat> being all bummed out because Jack hasn't made it back yet. Yeah. And they're pissed off at him. And then they have the <sighs> would you conversation. They have that awkward conversation about whether they would or wouldn't with Jack. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah, I think this is the least favorite. Why? I don't know. I just James. don't like it. it. I just feel like it's so uncomfortable and so beneath both of them. Like they've already settled this. They've already kind of like settled that they just they aren't interested. And yet the whole like that Chrissy couldn't resist it. Like only if he asked her to, you know, like that she couldn't possibly resist. I don't know. I just don't like the whole thing. It just makes them feel very girlish and naive. And I, and I, I feel like it's beneath both of them. I, I do see your point there. Um, I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, because of the lack of computers and cell phones, it must have been so boring. And this was the only thing <laughs> to really talk about. <laughs> right. Um, so it's true. Oh, my God. Very it's true. true. You would. Yeah. It was that or a Reader's Digest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a National Geographic if you're lucky. It's a great point. Oh, oh no. man, those National Geographic, <laughs> those old tiny National Geographic. They did. Yeah. Never, I just didn't get into them at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so then we have. Okay, have you seen National Geographic? No, no I haven't. Mm-mm. So we have Roper up worrying about his niece because they're not back yet. And right, they missed the whole party. Yeah. Okay, right. He has. He he says uh, he asks a lot of questions. Yeah, Roper has a lot of questions here. Um, do you guys like Jack? Do you think – what's her name? What's Mrs. Roper's name? Karen? Oh. No, um, Mrs. Roper's name she, is um, Helen. Helen. Oh, my God. Helen. I was like, oh, do you think guys like Jack have a little normalness left over? Somebody <laughs> Yeah, a little normal. Have, left have some yeah. normalness left over that can come out at any time. Yeah, he says, and then he says, uh, "Here's the other uh, religious thing." He says he could convert. Yeah, he says Karen's a very attractive girl. He could convert again because I, I did find that problematic because this is the second time that the, that the word normal has come yeah. up. I think the first time was when they were on the couch. Yeah. And Roper says it then. And Jack <laughs> does reply with, I can be normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this know, happened in previous episodes, not, too. 
with uh, yeah i don't like that word no. yeah that's a really tough one that's really hard to swallow mm-hmm. and then he has the mm-hmm. uh, a question all the questions about uh sex change operations yeah that was really interesting to me that he would e- they would even write this into the show Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna be offensive to all the to all the LGBTQ, I mean, mention them all. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. But it's, but, but in its own way, I was I like, but they acknowledge. I thought Helen handled. It yeah, well. yeah, yeah. He's the idiot. Yeah, he's, he's the, the idiot. Villain. That he's always going to be the dumb That's one. Right. The he's villain. Always, the villain, yeah. really. Yeah, um, the joke's so, always on him. But they end up somehow uh, going going to bed. Yeah. Yeah, they end up going Even to though Karen and Jack are still not back. So Karen and Jack arrive and come back to the Ropers. And this is where she gets him a beer, and he's doing some pretty good physical comedy trying to stay away from her. Uh, when he grabs the beer off of the Oh, my God. That's <laughs> amazing. He that, does that huge that, lunge. That little side oh reach and pull back to his little chair. Love it. And she's, so she's on there. And this is where she says that line that you did. Uh, <laughs> What did she say? I don't remember. You've been annoying me all night, or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. You've been annoying me all night, Jack, or whatever she says so terribly. But she says, um, and he says, I thought I was being a perfect gentleman. And she says, that whole time we were stuck stuck on the freeway, the only thing you fiddled with was the radiator. She wanted to be fiddled with. She wanted to be fiddled with. I mean, I don't know. That's just crazy, right? Because then you just it just goes to show it's a room full of male writers because <laughs> not – I have never heard a woman request to be fiddled with in my life. Not even in porn. No. As, as a woman, I can attest that I have never once, never once uh, been like – never have I even thought I'd like to be fiddled with, much less have I been like, fiddle me. Nope. <laughs> no. No. Fiddle. No. Fiddle me this. No. No. Uh, oh. oh. Okay. But then. But then. We get to perhaps the body. I feel like you have to play the devil the went down episode. to Georgia when you're doing. When you're doing what? Fiddle and song. <laughs> yeah. When you're, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, okay. But then. She's finally had it. Yeah. Right? And she can't she oh, can't take good. it anymore. And she's finally had it. So she goes around the couch in her really weird outfit and takes her belt off, drops her dress from the shoulders, and is wearing a really it's like untraditional slip short outfit that I've never seen before. Yeah, it. I was like, she's wearing a whole other outfit underneath. Yeah, that that's outfit. a whole outfit she had on under there. But apparently, it was very erotic. And Jack snaps open his beer and shoots foam to oh the ceiling. God. Oh, oh God, beautiful. that was such a great Bravo. moment. Yeah, applause. Bravo. Applause. And he great. doesn't pop. He doesn't pop the boat. He just holds holds back it. That moment. Yeah. I mean, and she doesn't pop a bubble yeah. either. And that was so. That foam went so high in the air. I mean, it was just done so yeah, beautifully. I was like, wow, timing, that's magic. Perfect timing, perfect positioning. Timing was fantastic. And then perfect visual because that had to make it onto those really crappy, yeah. you know, pre-VHS cameras in the studio. Yeah. And it's 
It's just so well done. So well done. And then um, he, she eventually convinces him to kiss her. She wears her. him down. She just wears him right down. And that's when Mr. Roper yes. catches them. Yeah. In the act. Which, yeah. oh, and then Jack does his, <laughs> when he jumps onto the chair. Right, right. Jack, that, oh just that God. jump alone where he jumps up and back onto an upholstered chair yeah. is so, to me, yeah. I just picture breaking my neck a million times over and over again. It's, it's really beautiful funny. how well he jumps onto that chair. It, it, is, it is done so well. And again, when we talk about cartoons, like it's just that classic like woman jumps on a table when she yes. sees a mouse. Like it's such a, it's such a sort of iconic vaudevillian kind yeah. of little thing that he does and he's, he's clutching and her dress. in this contest it context <laughs> yes it's just the, it's just so cute it's such a great role reversal for to see a man in that oh in that God. situation so he um, so this is my favorite this is my favorite is one of the, the it's my best little like the best little sequence i think in the entire episode where jack is clutching that dress and he's like babbling about how they'll have another fitting and that the dress isn't quite right and they'll have another fitting tomorrow and mr roper says you're not going to get me with that second fitting business so you don't even have a tape measure <laughs> and mrs roper <laughs> runs in and says <laughs> mrs roper runs in wait what did she say no, i can't remember she goes, maybe that's why they need the second fitting, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's my favorite thing of the whole episode it's as so her funny. running on and screaming that. Oh, my God. But, uh, I mean, I just, she gets so many great lines. She's like the Sophia Petrillo before Sophia Petrillo. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just just that avenging angel. You just love it. You just love how oh uh, she just so, she just so fully hates Stanley <laughs> Roper. It's so great. <laughs> See, Stanley's not buying it. So he evicts Jack. He, yeah. He says Jack go. is out. He gets right. Jack out. Right then yeah. and there. Right so Jack there. returns to the apartment and the girls are giving him the silent treatment mm-hmm. and they're in their room and he has some cake and he walks over to their door. Oh my God. And there is a He's flawless, a flawless cake grab. <laughs> when Janet grabs that cake out of his hand, she just opens the door, yeah. reaches out, grabs the cake, snatches it back. It's so perfect that I wonder how many times they had to shoot it. Yes. That is such a good question because that is just not easy to do. Any of this stuff, the timing of it, I mean, how much must they have rehearsed these things before they taped that right. show at the end of the week? Or was their chemistry just that it's amazing? It's so well done. It's the it's the trust. It's the yeah learning how to do this thing. You're only going to grab that cake like that to, for this one yeah. moment. And you just have to screw it up a bunch of times. I'm sure they worked on the consistency of the oh cake. And it's just moments like that that are just – that just fly by any audience's head. But like – you know, again, just taking a moment to appreciate, like, and then Jack again, one more time. John Ritter just holds it with like yep. absolute. You know, he's just holding it all in. He's so disappointed. <laughs> it's such a Charlie Brown little moment. Oh, oh taking a sidestep um, that is new, really quick. Uh-huh. Uh, I just realized that if I was ever to write my <laughs> memoir, and uh-huh. I said. 
I want to really accentuate the positive, which is unlike me, right? Right. right. So what could I possibly <laughs> say about myself? Like, what could I find? That'd be a really good title what? for my memoir if I wanted to be positive. What? Flawless Cake Grab. Because I've been good at that. <laughs> yeah, you've been pretty good at that. I can grab cake with the best of them. Okay, write that down. We might That's need that true. later. I got it right here. Flawless oh. cake grab. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Flawless cake grab. Uh, anyway, okay. and anyway, he's like, well, I'm moving out. I'm just saying goodbye anyway. So they come out. And then and um, free, they freak out. Like, What's going on? And he explains. And they have this joke. And I think we can do it. Oh, okay. What okay. is it? What's right what here. Is it? This is your line. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got I, it. I hope I, I'm probably going to blow it. Okay. So Jack, they're, they're I'm going to be explaining, Jack. They're explaining what happened tonight when Jack didn't show up. And I'll be Jack and you be Janet. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Roper's car overheated on the freeway. And Roper's niece? On the living room sofa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bravo. Bravo. Yes. It's the Three's Company Theater. <laughs> they had that little exchange. That was nice. I like that. I like that part. Yeah. And um, anyway, then Roper. I can't. I, I can't stop thinking of Roper's niece as like the devil's fiddle. And just so so Janet and Chrissy are. Uh, pissed off at Mr. Roper and just as that's reaching its peak, Mr. Roper shows up for Janet to start yelling at him and, and suddenly he's fine again and he's yeah. like, oh, my niece explained that she threw herself at yeah. you and that uh, Jack and, and, and that she she's fine sad. now because he told her a little fairy story. Because apparently... Which leads me to my worst moment of the okay. episode. What girl would ever admit to her uncle that she was, like, throwing her devil's fiddle around the I room? wanted him to fiddle me, Uncle uh, Roper. <laughs> <laughs> and he just uncle Stanley. You ruined it with being... I mean, it no. doesn't make any sense at all. Oh. No, it makes no sense. Right. That's not that wasn't happening. But yeah. I guess that's what happened because it makes it nice and tidy mm-hmm. and wraps it all up really nicely. Yeah. Yes, and once again, equilibrium is yeah, restored. Everything's evened out. And 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 uh, they're like, so Jack mm-hmm. can stay, and Mister Rober says, "Yeah, Jack has his rights, just like any other minority." Mm-hmm. Jeffil mm-hmm. also is very expressive yes. of his character and where he stands. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Agreed. well, at least he acknowledges they have rights. Right. So at least right. he's that least far along. That. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh my God. At least there's that. That's true. And uh and then Jack gives uh Janet the cameo. <gasps> yeah, Jack actually used the money to yeah. get Janet's cameo out of pond. Out of pond, out of hawk, pond, which out of the pond, which out leads out me pond to pond. my favorite moment of the episode. Ah. <laughs> um, my favorite moment of the episode was when he reveals the cameo because for some dumb reason I didn't see it oh. coming. Oh, because you missed and that part about yeah, him with the money. I, exactly. Yeah, that's right. 
And so I didn't see it coming. And I was like, oh, we got her the cameo. And, and, and what I love about that moment is that Janet and Chrissy just melt. And it, to me, like, I, I have a feeling, I mean, this is just so dumb. I'm totally projecting into the space, but I have a feeling that, uh, you know, both Joyce DeWitt and Suzanne Summers actually really did like John Ritter. Everybody oh, who's yeah. ever said anything about John Ritter will go on and on about just what a kind, gentle, vulnerable yeah. soul he was. And you can see in that moment just how, just how much they love him and how much fun they just yeah. had. And to me, that's again, one of those moments in Three's Company where, you know, as a kid who grew up like kind of in a tough house, you know, it's moments like that where you're just like, oh, there's really cool, magical people in the world and they do really beautiful, sweet things for each other. And I really just love that moment so yeah. much. To me, it's the promise of Three's mm. Company uh, because it's the three of them, you know, really, you know, getting their lives started and, and having the most fun, the most crazy yeah, fun doing it. Yeah, a really it. sweet moment. Damn it. Damn it, Three's Company, you've done it again. You've done it again. They got, they, me. Got me. they got you me. You laugh, you cry. They laugh, to cry. And also, <laughs> and Janet, Janet has her puppy eyes at Jack. It's like the, it's like the wrap up of the whole like Jack Janet little mm-hmm. crushy episode. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And that's and then and then we have the little epilogue with the Ropers and where they joke about Stanley being a prude, basically. Yeah, that's oh. weird. I don't know why they tacked that on. Yeah. There, but. He's like, how long was it? How long was it before he made a move on her? And she was like, um, I think two and a half years after we were married or something. Yeah. Which, which, what's That's the right. deal? What is the thing? Like, does he, is he impotent? Like, what's the story here? Why won't he have sex with his wife? Yeah, what's going on? Why isn't Helen getting any, any Stanley? That whole situation is so weird because the the you wonder why helen just doesn't leave him she doesn't seem to like him at all she spends every episode zinging and zonging him like yeah. left and right i don't know if thing, is but thing, definitely yeah. singing and um for sure <laughs> and he just it's so emasculating it's so awful and mean-spirited yeah. and you just get it's so terrible and i think you know, we we all just get to have fun, you know, making fun of the kind yeah. of man that he was. But ostensibly, that's also screwed up because if you've seen Mad Men, then you know that Stanley probably fought in the war and he's probably got a lot of PTSD. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's why he's so angry all yeah. the freaking time. Yeah. And it might also be why he can't have emotional relationships, which would explain his mm. I mean, you're I mean, right. There's so much sadness going on it's in true. that situation oh that we haven't explained. It's, it's so mean. It's so mean. Oh my God, you just <laughs> broke that down so hard. That's true. It's, it's good. all good. I was thinking of like the lineage of that relationship yeah. in other sitcoms, and the only one that popped into my head was Married with Children, where mm. he doesn't want to have mm. sex with his wife. Yeah. And she's totally fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like uh, he, he finds her so unappealing. Yeah. It's like what what is that character? Like what's yeah, that, what yeah. is that man that thinks character? his wife is so gross? 
<laughs> it's yeah, like I don't the know. I do think it's. I do. Yes, I think it does play on that trope of like you know married couples are miserable type of yeah. thing, and you know of course it heightens right. it, and real relationships are much more complex than that. But um, it's just a. It's just I don't know. Like, is it something that's cathartic as comedy when we see that happen, or is it? Just doubling down on the I think sadness. It's just that we just get the underlying sadness, so that it just makes everything funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't Man, know. I just the futility of these dysfunctional one of these uh, character types that we just accept. We're like, ah, he's married. Oh, he hates his wife. He hates his wife. <laughs> right. But hates their wife. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is like that is a comedy trope. Yeah, I hate my wife. You know that's that joke. You know that joke. I know that joke. I know that that old joke. I hate my wife. Yeah, (laughs) classic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, oh, what else? What else about this episode? Did anybody have any any Um, other highlights they wanted to hit? I don't think so. I think I hit all my favorites and my least favorites. Well, so so far we've had uh, you know two episodes in a row with visitors from the outside. So I'm really curious to know if we're going to have yet another visitor. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you know Gilligan's Island where every week somebody yeah. pops you know, up. Yeah. yeah, and I was just shocked in all those years with like the dozens of people that went to the island. Nobody ever said anything. No, they, they were like, like, "You can come back so, with yeah. us." <laughs> they could always leave. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'm ready to get some more visitors that are completely not researched as uh characters yeah. at all that's right. so fun yeah. right right <laughs> completely miscast misrepresented <sighs> yep <clears throat> oh the joys that await us oh okay great well Next week, we will have the fourth episode right. of Three's Company. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth Looking of the six episodes yeah. of the first season. Okay. And so, so Matteo. Yes. Next week's episode is called No Children, No Dogs. Ah, what do you think it's about? This sounds, this sounds like an episode. Uh, to me, I'm already getting like like a little smell of Sheldon Cooper's uh, you know roommate agreement that he made Leonard you know, constantly <laughs> adhere to. And so I feel like, you know, rules of the building are going to be challenged and maybe prop, you know, mm. proposed. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. There's going to be maybe some but, sort of like dispute. Yeah. But this is also a thing that we say in Hollywood, never work with children, never work with animals because they upstage mm. you. So, oh. Um, yeah. So now, there, do we just there's say that, that when we're yeah. in Hollywood, or can we say it when we're adjacent to Hollywood? <laughs> it's when they're pitching ideas for the show that week, and you're like, "No children, no animals. I refuse." Okay. Oh. All right. So maybe there's a so show maybe there's, there's a show, show business all, angle. Yeah. They always steal the scene. <laughs> oh my god. And they're yeah. probably difficult. Yeah, they're difficult. But so okay, so, so there could be a show about? business. Angle. Uh, it could be show business angle, or it could be rules of the apartment just building. Rules of the apartment building. Challenged in some way. I'm really excited. Mm. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Satisfactory. Alrighty, kids. Well, I until suppose. next week. I think this was another really great episode. 
I had a fun time. I give this I give this one four Domino Mini Boots. Ooh, Whoa. that's high. How did, how many Domino Mini Boots? That's only out of like five. So <laughs> four out of yeah, five? five. Yeah. Wow. Is yeah. this our best episode yet? I don't know. We'll see. I I had a really good time. I mean, I even got to work in Mary Tyler Moore again, which you know yeah. me, I that's my fave. <laughs> I'll try to bring Perry Mason back if I can. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't found my. Oh, I can't wait to go <laughs> bring in every show yet. I'll get there. Oh, man, you'll get there. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, well, on Columbo, and nothing. Oh, Columbo, that would be a good. I one. could do Columbo. All right, we can. All right, we well, can stop the recording part. <laughs> <laughs> well this was super fun you guys uh thanks again for another great podcast and uh love you audience thanks for coming thanks for joining us yep. we'll see you next time at this lovable space that needs your face Three's company hers and hers and his two two <laughs> <laughs>